it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast. I'm Rich Levine. He is Brian Robb, and we are in the playing tournament. Woo! F- yeah. <laughs> Thank you for adding that sound effect. I, I my, my voice couldn't sell it. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday, Monday morning. Tomorrow, Tuesday night, the Celtics are hosting the Surging Wizards. And b let, let, let me let me break this down real quick for everyone. I think maybe everybody knows. So Tuesday night, Celtics-Wizards. If the Celtics beat the Wizards, they are the seventh seed. If the Celtics lose to the Wizards... They will then play the winner of the Hornets and Pacers game. And what what day would that be? Have they announced be, that yet? That'd be Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night. And then if they lose, they are the season is put out of its misery. If they win, they are then the eighth seed. Correct. So the consolation prize would be the Sixers. So you'd be if you get the seven, you get the Nets in the first round in a series that probably starts Saturday. If you lose. Tuesday, win Thursday, you probably get the Sixers in a series that could start Saturday as well. And like you said, if you if you lose both, then you're done and you drop down to the what would be below probably the 13th or the I'd have to look up the pick, but something in the 12 to 14 range for your draft pick. You know, what's what kind of blew my mind. What did you see the uh, the line? For this wizard Celtics. Yes. How are I the did. Celtics fa- how are the Celtics favored in this game? Uh, one, one and a half points I, I saw the latest. Well, I saw other I've saw conflict. I mean, this might just show you what it is. Like last night, I want to say Matt Moore, someone like that, tweeted out that in one book, the Wizards opened as one point favorites too. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure maybe it evened out um a little bit. I don't know, maybe, you know, I think the Bradley Beal hamstring injury has to factor in here sure and so let's i mean let's 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 go into the matchup to begin with the wizards had an absolute nightmare start to the season ravaged by covid um etc they're like team, team they're like team zero yeah they were exactly they they were out for like two or three weeks westbrook had other injuries that he looked didn't look like himself to at least midway through the season but since then like in the last 20 games they've been essentially like a top five team in the league <laughs> on both ends of the floor. They're top 10 on offense, top 10 defense during that stretch. And they made a sneaky trade at the trade deadline on top of like Westbrook and Beal just playing out of their minds right now, Rich, where they got Gafford from the Bulls who has just like thrived as just the, you know, the mobile shot blocking big that can just finish in the pick and roll with Westbrook and Beal coming off their bench. So suddenly this is a team that, with Jalen Brown out of the picture, 
for the Celtics, like you look up and down the roster and yeah, the Celtics are, have more top heavy pieces, but from a pure, like full rotation standpoint, as things currently stand it's pretty close. It's a lot closer in talent than you would have guessed. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of, of athletic shot blocking bigs who can work in the pick and roll, uh, Rob Williams, uh, we're not, I- I'm not expecting him to play. I expect I'll- him to try to play, but it might not last long is my guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, I know it, it's interesting. Cause you look, you say, you, you talk about the last 20 games, 15 and five and the losses, by the way, one overtime loss to the Spurs, then at Dallas by one at Milwaukee by one, and then back-to-back losses at Atlanta, one by one, one by four. So like they could have very easily gone 20 and 20. Granted, they had a couple overtime wins in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are just, I mean, Russell Westbrook, it's hard to think of a time in his entire career, in his entire Hall of Fame career, even this guy for MVP, where he's been this dominant over a stretch of time. And then when you think about the fact that, okay, Beal is not 100%, you wonder what he's going what, what to look like on Tuesday. But when you think, and he might not even be the best, Westbrook might not even be the best player on the team. I mean, you can say that they, they certainly have two of the best three players in the game. Which is which many times is enough, and just with with the, with the inconsistency that we've seen from Tatum at times, um, certainly as as the rest of his supporting cast has kind of disappeared. I mean, they might have the two most dominant players in the game. Yeah, it will that's be probably saying I, I, I want to walk that back already a little bit. <laughs> Tatum t- Tatum probably is, but it's two very scary all world players. Right, and I mean the Westbrook wild card factors, like you know, if it's a two point game in the last minute, he's going to chuck up a 30 foot bad three to, to lose in the game. If you're the wizard. So you have that, I don't know how much you have to just factor that immediately. But again, but, a lot, they, they've had a lot of close, a lot of the, their wins in this stretch, like at Utah was, 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 was four, was four points. Yep. You know, they had OT in New Orleans was two points, four points against the Warriors. It's been a lot of close games and, and, you know, neither you or I are sort of the wizard aficionados. I don't think we've really been, watching them uh, along the stretch that closely, but clearly Russ is changing his tune a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Russ, like you said, he is back to what the wizards thought they were trading for in the off season when they gave him a first round pick to get him along with walls albatross contract. And that, uh, that deal, <laughs> no matter what happens tonight, that, that deal looks great right now, given what walls looks like in Houston um, for the team long-term. So it's, I'm curious from a matchup standpoint here, how are, how this is going to work with, with Westbrook and Beal in terms of logically. Okay. Yeah. Kemba on Westbrook smart on Beal, but then does, do you go to like Tatum or something like that? I mean, like, Hey, this is, you take the challenge of Beal today right now. So we can put smart on Westbrook and hide Kemba somewhere. Um, that's a, that, that, that's, that, that's my thought. I think that's how you got to do it for, for, for one game. And we could talk a little bit later how much the Celtics even want to win this game or the next, or the next one. Right. But, but, but for this game, if, if the goal is to win and to get that seventh seed, um, I think you got to say, Hey, T- Tatum, your buddy Bradley is a little bit, you know, he's limping a little bit, not a hundred percent. And you just say, Marcus, here, here's your, this is Russell. This is yours. This is this is your chance. It's been a it's been a, a tough season. It's been an uneven season. Um, go and be first team all defense 
against a guy who is first planet all offense right now and just it just could be playing it. one leg with the hamstring yeah exactly um yeah so that will be given the the stakes and the winner take all and all like that will be pretty interesting to watch out of the gate although you look at the rest of the starting five and there's not an easy place to put Kemba defensively because the forward options are Bertans and Pachimuros who both have a ton of size. So like, I guess, I don't know, you can, you know, dare, you know, either of those guys to post up, which is kind of where you want them to be as opposed to the three point line, but they, the wizards have a decent amount of size and they have Gafford and Lopez coming off the bench. So if, if Rob Williams for is not able to go, then that, that puts a lot of pressure on Tristan Thompson and, and Grant Williams, which is not uh, exactly a good thing for this team this year. Yeah, no, you got, you, you say the Len is starting at center. I mean, neither, neither Len nor Robin Lopez are, are going to, you know, light, light the world on fire at center, but those are two very, very big dudes right? who can, who, who can dominate the boards. If, if Tristan, if, if obviously if Rob isn't ready um, and if Tristan isn't, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let's not talk about Tristan right, Tristan right <laughs> now. But you know, I, I think uh, you know when it comes to to Westbrook and, and what they're going to do with Kemba and all that, like it's a little bit of you have to take. I think the Giannis approach, where it's just you, you just need to slow him down a little bit. Yeah, because once once he starts going downhill, I you know we've seen it. He he might not have Giannis this size, but he's going to get to the hoop. He's going to make he's go he's going to draw attention and dish to guys like you know Bertans who we know doesn't need much space to to light it up. Sa- same with Beal. So I think that's really maybe where you start, like get, get them in a half court offense. Uh, and and then maybe you can, you know, it's still, still you're going to have to find something to do with Kemba, but at least I think you have a better shot than if you get into a, uh, you know, in, in, into a race with these guys, you're going to lose it. Yeah. No track meet is not where you want to be. And then there's always another guy who's kryptonite against Celtics ish Smith coming off the bench too, who always seems to go for, you know, 15 and five against them. Um, yeah, it's just solid. So it's uh, this is you know in terms of if if you wanted the Celtics to potentially lose the play in situation, this is probably the they're easily their toughest opponent out of the game. And I don't know, like if they if the Pacers have their full fleet back, I assume the Pacers are going to beat the Hornets since in the other matchup on Tuesday, and since Hayward's not back, and that's just a talent mismatch from a. So, I mean, if they, if the Pacers want to make one last gasp for their, their coach, or whatever, like, and Brogdon's back from a town standpoint, I think they have a, an edge over the Celtics too in that head to head matchup with, with Jalen out. Yeah. Again, if, you probably, you probably take, you probably, if you're drafting those two rosters, you probably take Tatum, probably. I mean, Sabonis is pretty damn good. You take you probably, you, you, you take Tatum one and then the next three or four guys are, are Pacers. LeVert, yeah. Brogdon, Sabonis. At least, and yeah. yeah, we see Kemba. I mean, and this is, like, this is a huge week for Kemba Walker, as we're putting him down the list of like we're not even mentioning him amongst the which is which is fair, just based on what his year has been. He obviously has got it going a lot offensively in the last couple of weeks as Jalen's been off the court, and that's a an encouraging shine, sign for the the short and the long term. If you're you know a part of the Celtics organization, but at the same time, we can see we've seen his liabilities on full display defensively more so than in past years. 
And so against all these teams, this is whether it's Washington or Indiana um, this week, or obviously if they get through this week, you know, the whole, the first round, no matter who they play is going to be a whole different story, but this is a huge week for Kemba to just assert himself offensively and try to make up for his defensive you know, limitations, not from an effort standpoint, just from a straight, you know, size and athleticism standpoint as he's, as he's in his thirties, but that it's, it's a way for him to kind of prove that, okay, I can still bring it here, which I did in, you know, which he did pretty well in the first round of the playoffs last year against Sixers before things kind of went awry in that uh, Toronto series. Sure. But don't you think like whether, whether Kemba goes, goes over for 15 on uh, tomorrow night or drops 50, the Celtics are still trying like hell to trade him over the summer. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, it's more of, you want to at least, this is a, you know, not a show, like you don't want to say he's, they're auditioning him for it, but like anything (laughs) you can do, anything you can do to help build his value right now, whether it's for yourself as a team or, obviously around the league that's essential so yeah like from a big picture standpoint for the team it's not going to matter if he has two amazing games this week in terms of like what they want to do this offseason. but when you're looking at teams around the league that might have to make some panic moves in the offseason if things don't go well particularly out west like this would Kemba having some strong performances this week would certainly uh certainly help on that front and and talking about that big picture. So what, what what's your what, what's your opinion? What what is the best? So we we have three possible outcomes, uh, right now, the seventh seed in the Nets, right, yep. the eighth seed in the Sixers, and the ninth seed and the lottery. What's best for I, I personally? I think that I think that a lottery pick, the chance with another to grab another Neesmith. And even Pritchard, I mean, that was a late first round. Adding another young, talented guy, like cheap, young, talented guy like that, uh, I think is is more beneficial than than whatever you might do with with Jalen Brown out for the rest of the year. With Rob Williams, clearly, even if he plays, playing through pain, and who knows how what 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 that would do to him potentially in the long term. Uh, I think the lottery is it's it would be a sad outcome, but it might be the best outcome right now. Yeah, I mean, from a draft perspective, and it's, I mean, the, the odds are so low of them jumping up any higher into the lottery. Like, you know, if they do lose both and then, you know, have the odds of a 13th team or 14th team, it's like, you know, 5% or something, or even less than yeah, that. Like, well, I, so, I think five. Yeah. yeah. It's like very pie in the sky from that standpoint. But no, I mean, this is, we've seen the difference of two or three draft picks, which we make in the middle of the first round. If, if there's a guy there and this is a, a pretty deep draft class. So yeah, like all things equal for the long term, it's clearly better to get the earlier pick than, you know, whatever, than put up a good fight in the first round. I guess the only counter to that would be, can can guys, supporting cast guys on this roster, not just Kemba, but other guys, potentially help their value by putting up a good fight in a first round against the Nets or the Sixers? Like, and I don't whether that's, the super young guys like Pritchard or Neesmith that probably aren't going anywhere, but unless that there need to be the, the sweetener to get something big to happen. Or obviously there's a ton of role players on this roster that are going to be, I mean, Brad's going to keep the, the rotation type of Kemba, obviously. I think Marcus Smart is another guy that whether it's with the team or for 
around the league. Like that's someone you'd love to see play well if you're the Celtics right now um, from a big picture standpoint. And so there are, that is the case. I, I, it, it, the case to me for that is not strong enough, obviously to outweigh the, the benefits of the, the higher draft pick, but that is, you know, from a, from a coaching standpoint organization, that's clearly what they want to see. Cause they're, they're going to have a lot of guys thrown into spots here where they're not necessarily going to be long-term. So you're going to, you're going to kind of, this is going to be a challenge for them up and down the roster to see who, who responds or who, or if it just kind of goes like the regular season went in these situations. Yeah. No, and I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I'm, I'm going to do it. Let's <laughs> say, let's say that, that Marcus lives his, his best reality in this, whether it's, okay, well, let's say they get into the playoffs. He has, he has an ideal Marcus smart playoff series. Yeah. And let's say, and this would be, this would be very sad, but let's say that they do pursue and somehow make a trade involving Marcus smart. Yep. If, Marcus presents himself in the best case scenario. What is the best case scenario for what the kind of guy that you could maybe grab for Marcus? I think you're just looking, you're looking at a couple of things. One, you could, are you looking for, there's one road you go is with like a draft pick. Like if maybe a late first would be, I think very best case scenario for him. Ew. If you're with, with like a, with an expiring deal or something that doesn't, you know, that's not going to improve you. Obviously it would be a step down on the court. I don't think the team would be interested in that unless they are going to do like a reset in terms of like next year, in terms of trying to clear the money to, to make some noise over long. That's a whole different can of worms that we can go sure. talk about down the road, but, but yeah, in terms of player stuff, I think you're just looking for someone, just another role guy that's on reasonable money, probably less than, you know, in the eight to $10 million per range amount, like not making a ton, but can be offer either additional wing depth or just maybe some, you know, a buy low option essentially for the Celtics for a guy in that range. So I'd have to look at the list in terms of who matches up for that, but he's not going to be, you're not going to get anyone. I, I think it's going to be hard to find anyone that's uh, an upgrade from a talent standpoint if you're moving him. Cause I, from what I hear, from talking to people around the league is that, and this is not a big surprise, the Celtics value him more than most teams around the league. And they're not that to say that he's not a, an important player and can help a lot of their teams, but the, they value what he does defensively more than other teams. I feel like. Wow. That, that's crazy. And, Cause like, so the impetus for moving him is, is money, right? Right. Well, I think the biggest, but the problem with that standpoint too, with smart, is that he doesn't even make that much money. No, that's that, that's so that's thing. like you're honestly, and that's where we go to Kemba in terms of like that's that's the that's the real you know outshot, but like moving Kemba is a whole different kind of challenge in the standpoint of making the money work for your trades and um are you gonna sweeten the deal with draft picks to so you like what are you willing to give up to get off that money? So again, that's that's where it gets real tough, and we'll we'll spend plenty of time this summer looking into that because it's not there's not a lot of options there that are, are advertising um for the Celtics or probably for Kemba so again that's yeah. where you know if you want if Kemba wants to to be here not that he doesn't want to be there, but if to help improve the chances of him staying here long term like um you know playing out of his mind this week might help in terms of at least 
going, whether it's here or a different destination that has chances next offseason, it certainly helped that front because if he kind of peters out here, then it's not going to, it could be a, a rough spot for him in terms of where his next landing spot is. Yeah. And then I know we wanted to check, we wanted to touch on Jalen real quick. We haven't spoken since he was ruled out for the year. I mean, it seems why like they say he's going to resume basketball, uh, uh, basketball activity in August. Right. Right. So they had three months. Yep. So. Would it work well, great if there was, a, if there was another bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and I, what did, did you think anything, Rich, when, so this is the, and this is not an apples orange situation because we don't know the particulars about Jalen's situation, but Romeo Lankford had the same injury as this last year and initially p- tried to play through it. In the, and we know that Jalen was playing through it when he didn't know he had this injury yet with like the, the tendon damage with the wrist since it obviously had been bugging him for weeks. And then once they got imaging, they figured out, oh, okay, this is, you, you tore it there and you obviously can do more damage here, but the fact that like the team, and this is not a diamond on Jalen, the fact that the team was in a situation where it was like, okay, we, we might, the season might be over next week anyway, but you know what, Jalen, get this done right now because like it's not even worth you playing next week and potentially making it any worse. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, like it kind of gets back to what I said about why I think just just get into the lottery and, 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 and at least you get, even if it's a late, late lottery pick, let's walk away from this train wreck of a season with at least something to show for it, at least a late lottery pick to show for it. Uh, Cause that's it. If it's, if it's not, if, if it, I, and, and believe me, I'm, I'm on jail inside. I don't think this season is worth playing through an injury like that. No, I, it, it's just not, but, but if that's, if that's the, the mentality that you're going to take, if you're going to shut down your one, your one B for the and granted he, he wasn't going to be hundred percent. Clearly he, there was something wrong with the wrist. Um, but if you're going to take that approach, take that approach. Don't have, don't have play it. Like don't, don't force uh, Robert to, 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 I don't know, forcing him, but don't encourage him to potentially play through a tough foot injury, you know? And at the same time, like, we all want to. It's it's crazy for you know from where the season came from to think that like you hey you're not going to get to see the Celtics in the playoffs at all, but like to see like you know Jason Tatum just having to carry an entire team in a uh, in a series against a much better Brooklyn team or a much better Philadelphia team and like he could he could very easily average forty points a night and they could get swept like I, it, it, just for the wear and tear that could take on him and and you know and and I know Tatum's still thinking about playing with with team USA this summer, he hasn't announced it either way, but like, it's just, just the wear and tear in the long term. Like the season is, the season was, was a mess clearly. And I think just accept that and move on. And, you know, it, it would be fun to, to rally around the team for one, for one series, you know what I mean? To put some pressure on the nets, to put some pressure on, on Philly, who knows, maybe, maybe steal. I, I obviously incredibly unlikely, but I think that the best thing to do right now is to get a pick, move on, and start looking at the next next year. Brad Stevens just hung up on you. But I, I, mean, Brad, but, but Brad, I can't imagine Brad is. I mean, I'm sure he'd love to love the challenge. He wants to he wants to you know keep a playoff streak alive. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to deal with that. And I know some people I've spoken to. It's like no, they need to make the playoffs because there could be all these calls now for Brad to get fired. Like they're like the the, the chirping is going to get louder and louder. And fine, like, that, that's not going to make a difference, right? I don't think. Like 
like like whether whether they 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 beat the Wizards, whether and 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 whatever whether they lose to the Wizards and lose to the Pacers, I don't think that changes changes the bottom line in terms of what you know Danny or whatever is going to do this off season. They're going to do what they're going to do. I think they're realistic about their their situation. I just yeah, I just <laughs> I just want to get a lottery pick at this point. That's where I am. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's it's probably the last chance you're going to have at one for a while. Or at least hopefully for the franchise. Yeah, I'll say hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anyone you're excited to see how they respond in this situation? Not, you know, on the roster, you know, not in the top tier. We've talked a lot about, I guess we talked a little about Tim. We talked about Kim already. We talked about Smart. Is there anyone below that range of talent? I know you want to talk about Tristan a lot, so we'll get him in a second <laughs> now. But no, who, like, out of the younger guys, maybe, or even Fournier, like, who... Who are you eager to be like, all right, are we going to learn anything about this guy in these couple of weeks? I think that those are the things I'm excited to, to, to observe in the, whether things last this week or beyond, just in terms of learning about guys for the long term here. Yeah. And I think, I think Neesmith, Neesmith for me is, is the one, you know, I think this is the closest, you know, obviously the, the stakes are very different. And in this case, it's not quite a game seven. This is, so we'll call it, we'll, we'll say like that the, the Wizards game is like a, a game, a clinching game six opportunity, right? Yeah. You're up, you're up three, two, uh, and the Wizards game six. And then, you know, if they lose then game seven would be against the, the next winner, but like, it's the closest thing to like, to a, a do or die situation. And I think it would be really cool if, if, if Neesmith, especially right with Jalen out, the opportunity is going to be there a little bit more uh, to see what he can do. Uh, the, the fan situation, there's any in- increased fans are still the same amount of yeah, fans? Yeah, no, I think it dull. I think it'll be close to 5,000 in the garden, I want to say. Yeah, so the vibe will be a little bit stronger. And um, yeah, I, w- I would love to see Neesmith in that, in, in that situation, like to, to shine a little bit in that moment. Because he's the guy that when you, th- when you talk about big picture, uh, you know, obviously you got the Jays. There, there's Rob. You would like to think that there's Marcus. Who, who knows? Um, you know, Pritchard as well. But Neesmith is a, is when I say wild card, I, I don't. I think the the floor has 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 risen a lot on 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 like his even his worst case scenario. I think Neesmith is a is going to be a contributor moving forward. But like whether he's a guy that really could be a factor because you talk about all these other teams who have these these athletic wings who can do things that Celtics players outside of the Jays you haven't really seen that much he's that guy like he I I wonder I'm getting excited for how big of a contributor he can be moving forward in the big picture and if he can have a big moment or two and step up in in one of these two next games even if it's just one game I think that could go a long way it's interesting how maybe the rookies now become like the biggest bright spot of the season of a season with like very few of them in terms of yeah no right and what's gone right Especially when Neesmith was just a, an, an afterthought for right. for seventy five percent of it, um, um, and that's why. And, I, and again, that, that's why I really feel like the opportunity to get another guy like that, or to to pick another player in that range, in the big picture, is is what this team needs. Another Desmond Bain, if you will. You um, <laughs> should, but that I mean that's that's the end of the first round, too. Right. You know, um, so like, I'm keeping. I'm going to go with two guys. One is Fournier because that's a pretty big decision for this franchise going forward this off season of, are we going to pay this guy? I think, and I'll get into it. I'll probably write about that. I don't think he's going to cost as much. His market's going to be as strong as people assume it would be. So I think they'll be able to get him back at a, 
a reasonable number. But his if you look at his playoff numbers, Rich, they are horrific. Oh, um, really? So, but again, that's like an Orlando team going against Milwaukee or Toronto with like when you're overmatched time and time again. So I well, guess it'll be kind of similar in terms I was of gonna say. <laughs> but at least in this, these first two games against the Wizards and the Pacers or um, the Hornets, if, if they have to play them Thursday, like, okay, what, what, what can you do here? Like, what do you, what do you bring into the table in this situation there? You've had to deal with a lot. The COVID, so it's not fair to judge you triggering that with everything you're dealing with, with COVID, which he's been very open about and is worth, you know, factoring in the equation here. But if the Celtics are going to invest in him, you know, that they need to feel really good about it. And, and especially in these big moments and the playoff stuff um, factors in them in a big way to that. So um, 26% from three. Yeah. That's playoffs. not going to do it. Um, I, man, I can't believe I forget Orlando made the playoffs the last two seasons. Well, that's because they were gone in a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, and then, Pritchard too. I want to see if he can stay on the floor defense. Like this is a huge shout. He's going to be able to score against the Wizards. We know that. Is he going to be able to stay on the floor defensively against Ishmith or Westbrook or whoever? And um, and then same situation. Whether you know if it's the Nets, then that's a whole different animal. But like, can he hold his own and hit some threes, or is it something where he's going to pick up three fouls in five minutes and and Brad Stevens is going to have to go to Tremont Waters because that's the only one who can may have a chance of staying in front of those guys. So that's, that's the stuff to, for me to keep my eye on as we head into this week in terms of guys below the surface and, you know, the long-term, because I mean, you want to keep all those guys long-term, but I think with Pritchard and Neesmith, et cetera, like everything's got to be on the table with those guys too. If you are truly interested in terms of reworking things around, you know, Jalen and Jason, so you might to get off Kemba, you might have to lose one of those guys as part right. of the deal. Like that, that it you don't want out. Like I think the team very much wants to like likes what they see from those guys and wants to, you know, keep building with them. But that I'm guessing there's gonna have to be a hard trade to be made here at some point. And all those anytime a value those guys can continue to build, whether it's for the Celtics or you know, teams watching them, I think that's gonna be viable here too. Okay, last question. Um, so we're doing this on Monday. We probably, I, we're not, we're, we, we won't record again until after this, the, this play in tournament is over. No, we're gonna have live reaction Tuesday night <laughs> at, at midnight, the 9 p.m. start Tuesday, even, even better. Oh, that's brutal. Well, they they, they suck on day games, so maybe the, that's true. Yeah, maybe, they, they maybe the late game's it. good. <laughs> um, what's well, interesting, well, they actually they, they have a pretty good record on the west coast this, this year, right. So maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. They're, maybe they're night owls, this team. Anyways, w- the next time the, the, that we convene on the, uh, on the airwaves here, uh, what are we, what are we talking about? The Nets, the, the Nets, the Sixers or the lottery. I think we're talking about the Nets. I do think they, I think the Beal hamstring injury is going to come into play. And I think they're going to, someone's going to go off in that game unexpectedly for the Celtics and Westbrook's going to do dumb stuff down the stretch. So wow. um I think that that, ha- which is, again, this makes no sense. You look at what a tear the Wizards are on, but I just don't Westbrook in big situations plus Beal hamstring makes me think that that's um, going to be, you know, a game that the Wizards probably should have won just like they should have won in Boston. Remember they lost that like 10 point lead in the last minute. Yeah. Oh, right. Last right. time they were up here. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
that that's my prediction. I, I think if they lose to the Wizards, I think they're done. Um, yeah, I would say I, w- I would typically say you're crazy, but Vegas is usually pretty good about not losing money. <laughs> and I, I am I'm I'm surprised the fact that the Celtics, even even though the Celtics are only favored by a point, and again it's it's it's, it's ever changing, right? And the and the Wizards are even money on the money line, so you know it's pretty much a pick'em. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's that the Celtics even have that slight edge uh makes me makes me believe that maybe it's 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 more possible than I'm than, than I initially believed that the Celtics might be able to take care of business for this for this one game um I, I still think and I, I that I agree with I do agree with you I don't think that there is an eighth seed I think it's the seventh seed or or or, or they're not going to lose to the Wizards and then and then win oh, obviously that's very possible but it just just it doesn't seem likely that they would re- rebound from that Right. You either get it together in time to beat the Wizards or I don't think you're get it together in time because I think the Pacers are a tougher matchup than the Wizards like across that roster. Like there's just Definitely. more talent on that roster than Washington has to deal with. So, um, all, right. all right. I also want to give before you wrap up here, a huge shout out to you and the Rifts man <laughs> for a fantastic fundraiser. I hope everyone checked out um, the last week. I know Rich and I were both retweeting out a bunch of links of where they uh Raised over $40,000 for Marcus Smart's um, Young Game Changers uh, Foundation in honor of the uh, Tommy Award that he won, the inaugural award he won this week. So, Rich, this, you had a ton of great interviews during this. This is actually, I think you can still watch this online, right? If people if people miss this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on, it's, on, it's, on, it's on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube. If you, if you uh, Google, I think, the People's Tommy Point on YouTube. I think, it, I think it's being released as a podcast. I don't know if they've done it yet um but that should be coming but yeah no it was awesome man like it was i mean the Celtics community was just just fantastic like going into it you know we it, we it, it took us about i think it's like about two weeks so it wasn't like a crazy production like two weeks we kind of we put the pedal to the metal and, and put it together and then you know as we were getting getting ready you know i think we ended up launching the fundraiser on a tuesday so like that sunday and monday we we're talking we we're like ah, we don't know how this is gonna go like we weren't sure like at first we were hoping to maybe raise like $18,000, but like, we didn't even want to say that out loud yeah. because it would be embarrassing if we raised like, you know, $1,800. Um, but uh, you know, and again, so much of this is just the, uh, about the riffs man and the community that he's sort of uh, cultivated uh, on Twitter just by being who he is. So I think that he, him and Marcus, you know, that's, that's why I say him and Marcus were, I was sort of behind the scenes putting together some of the interviews, but you know, riffs man and, and, and Marcus were, were the, the guys who really inspired uh, the explosion that we saw. And again, to have to raise $40,000 when we weren't sure if we were going to raise 4,000 is just feels great. And, and it, it's just it said, it shows just how positive the Celtics community can be despite, you know, a, a pretty negative season. So it was, a, it was, it was, it was, it was fulfilling in, in, in every way that we hoped that, that it would be. Yeah, no, it was definitely a, he said a great sign of what the, the Celtics community online is capable of doing together and again jake said kudos to the thrift man for like <laughs> engineering that you for getting landing a bunch of great interviews so again and Mike uh, Gorman, uh, friend, the Dino uh, raja i saw in there of uh, course i watched some of that i watched some of um yeah ac earl um marcus smart joined you guys mike zarin joined you guys so really just a a great who and the chief of course <laughs> on the phone and, um, and a, sh- a shout out to uh, Efren Ramos too, who's who's a, a, a 
a big presence on on uh, Weird Celtics Twitter, or just Twitter in general, who was behind the scenes doing a lot of the production and just all the technological aspects of it that we had no clue. He's a he's a genius on that stuff. So Efren was was great as well. It was a, it was a, it was a true team effort. No, it's it's great to see. So again, kudos to you guys and everyone who donated to that out there. Um, great work. Great way to um, honor um, Smart's uh, hard work in the charitable community and um, and his foundation. So it'll be good to see that put to work. But in the meantime, uh, playoff basketball this week. It's back. We're calling it. We're calling it playoff basketball, huh? Calling it playoff. This counts. It's <laughs> this is this is as close as Brad Brad Stevens March Madness. It's here. No, that that, that he, that he is has true. to. He's got to be crazy. He's just like this is. I never thought I could have a chance at this outside of Game Seven. No, this is, this is it. So maybe, maybe this will help stop him from from taking a college job. He can get he can get his, <laughs> he can get his fix. In the and play. Last, and maybe. Like the, <laughs> and like we haven't even talked about the Brad Danny like calls we, during this podcast at all. For Brad, like I care compare this season to Brad to be like look to like look at Eric Spolster in like Miami. And this is like if we compare to the markets, like LeBron left Miami had like two or three years where they were like under 500 teams. Mm-hmm. And because it was like mismatch and injuries, mismatch roster, et cetera. It's like Spolster didn't turn into like a bad coach then. Right. Like, I mean, I guess the, uh, the big, the bigger, the big difference is that he got his couple titles first. Right. So he, right. Was sort of... he had that to lean back on, but, but yeah, to the point no, you look at, you look at Brad's track record here and you're like, what has he done? majority like he's overachieved pretty much every year except for two years ago with Kyrie right so and and I guess that you know this this year you would obviously you would classify it as sort of underachieving but you know where Brad ranks on the list of reasons why again he's not he's not void of of criticism you know no no he he had a bad year yeah but 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 it was it he had a bad year and it was also just a bad year <laughs> like and if, if he had a bad hand again, he was dealt a bad hand and yes. you have a bad a lot of, your odds of having a bad year when you're dealt a bad hand goes up by a lot right so, and again if, if if we're having the same conversation next year like me right and change the 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 conversation a little bit but but for now yeah i'm i'm, I'm with you let's i think he's earned at least one more year i'd say so so <laughs> I mean, like I said, that this is something to watch for next season for sure. But for now, it's like there's a lot of other things that need to be adjusted before you look at in that direction yet. And I think the, the organization thinks that. And same again, I'd say the same thing for the front office too, in terms of like, yeah, they it was a it was a tough year. They were dealt a tough hand, and now it's go to work this off season. And Amen. so that's what they're gonna do. And it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. But and we'll be all over that all off season long. But for now. Playoff basketball a week early. Get excited, Rich. Um, we'll be back later this week to figure out to talk about either the, the, the season ending or a first round series. So um, stay tuned for that.